All right, everybody. We are back with this week's fresh edition of the Fresh Six Podcast with Russo. And once again, double barrel police action going on today. I am, of course, Paul Russo. Across from me, as always, Nick Felice. Nick, how's it going this Tuesday? You know, it, it is Tuesday. It's another Tuesday. We're nearing our 50th episode of the Fresh Take Podcast. I'm not sure. I think we're in the 40s. How about that? Here on the Finger Lakes one. Yeah. You know, it's it's been a good week. I We are going to get into my pick that I got right in the, uh, I, want, I always want to call it US Open, PGA Championship. PGA Championship. Uh, we've brought the switch a, of the schedule this year. We've brought in a Game of Thrones expert today. That is true. But... I guarantee our Game of Thrones expert will not be talking Seattle Mariners baseball or baseball in general. Well, this is awkward then because I made his title card really something awesome today. So, you know. <sighs> oh, that's bad. Well, I mean, he is back to back like the Griffies this week. Yeah, I just still, I'm still in town, you know, still in town. So I just hanging around. Still here, from, still here on, from the West Coast. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. I do not want to talk about baseball Mariners. I am done with baseball already. Probably didn't have good. Ex- not excited about this season at all, and haven't been, and won't be as going forward many times. I mean, we still got your our favorite baseball player. If you if you if you don't know yet about the uh, Seattle Mariners, they have um they have a guy on the team called David uh, or Daniel Vogelbach, who is no. pretty much every slow pitch softball player you've ever played with. Yeah. No, hitting is not their problem. So, but also we digress. Yes, Nick. Go ahead. Also. If you've been keeping track of the Pat Russo schedule, yes, this has been a month since Pat has been on. Yep. He is elected not to come on this week. Nope. For load management, uh, <laughs> he will. He's he, dealing with marital problems back home. He's getting Popovich right now. <laughs> yes, we cannot confirm that he will be on next week's show. But if you are a big Pat Russo fan out there, <laughs> which you should get help, but. Uh, if you, are pa- <laughs> if you are a Pat Russo fan out there, he will be back soon. Speaking of uh, soon, why don't we get the topics up for today? Um, so, so obviously, if you haven't seen it yet, um, and you watch it, oh, yeah, yeah. you Do might want to tune away for the first probably but really, eight-ish, eight to ten minutes or so. How have you not watched Game of Thrones? And like, um, I know some people who haven't yet. I can confirm. Okay, that are watching tonight? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> all right. But for, for the person out there who might not have watched it yet. But if there is a person who is on the show tonight who is there for the Game of Thrones issue, yeah, then yeah. clearly they've seen it. Yeah, I would all. Yeah. But, but we'll give a fair spoiler. Will this podcast have a better ending than Game of Thrones? Well, that that will be something that you guys will discuss because I don't We know. also have a water bottle on set just like Game of Thrones. You guys are wilding right now. Uh, then we'll go into the PGA Championship. Brooks Koepka going wire to wire. I picked it. First time since when, like 2006 or something like that, that that's happened at, um, in a major, I think, or PGA, something like that. Four majors in eight. Can go for the five, go for five here in a couple weeks at Pebble Beach. Uh, and then we'll get into the playoffs, NBA. Um, Warriors, four. Yeah, pretty much. Not everything's set out that way. Um, if you're watching the game at home currently, I think Toronto's up by 13 or 15. Oh, shit. Something yeah, like that. So, 
Oh, no, the Bucks are kind of climbing back at first hand there. So, Either way, Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, things are looking pretty much set out there as well, so we'll jump into that. And uh, Motorsports has a big Sunday coming up for the uh, big three around the world, so we'll touch on that a little bit towards You'll the end of the podcast. <laughs> well, well, you know, you, you guys I'll, give I'll my... i with a comment. Yeah, I'm about to say, you know, there's usually an Austin Dillon or Joey Logano <laughs> comment in there somewhere, so... If Carl Edwards comes back, I'm all on board. See, there we go. We got a, we got the cousin Carl reference in, which hasn't been in the in the podcast for a while. So with that in mind, we'll give everyone a couple seconds here to pause or get away or move ahead in the video for later on, or if we're listening live right now, to 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 maybe step away if you haven't seen the new Game of Thrones yet. So uh, we'll give you a second here. Awkward. Oh, awkward yeah, music. The- you know. So we decided. I decided we should probably do it. It's the, obviously probably one of the fresher things we can talk about. So, which is this is fresh takes. Yeah, fresh takes. <laughs> so, get off now. Now do it while we look awkwardly into. I would cameras. say come back around. I'd say we're at we're at well based I mean, on based on the recording we're at the six oh two mark right now. Probably third. I'd say the fourteen minute range of the podcast, fourteen to fifteen minute range of the podcast, maybe twenty no. would be safe. Twenty. <laughs> well, we don't get this going. It might be twenty. Well, all right. Well, I think we enough time. I think has been given. So with that in mind, Nick, I will toss it over to you so you can lead off since you're the co-host, official co-host of the show. So we will tee it off to you, Nick. Take the wheel. Well, thanks for this ball, but uh. Well, I don't know what I have never seen Game of Thrones, so I don't know what the hell goes on. And I am not the super fan. I've told you this. We have brought in a super fan, so I will toss it over to Matt. That's true. We have the expert, Matt Felice. Oh, okay. So, um, just what you want to get how my thoughts on the end. Well, you know, it? you know, break down the whole entire like maybe yeah, episode a little bit here. Oh, you okay. know, break it down a little bit. You know, obviously we had the Battle of Winterfell. I mean, if I was breaking down the thing, we'd be here to eleven o'clock. That is, there's a lot into this show. Just give us the clip notes version. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a lot of families started off. You know, back in the day, um, it was all peaceful, kinda, until Ned Stark got his head chopped off based on season one, well, based on like a little little finger guy that started basically the whole show and made this. We whole are going thing way on. back in the tape. But anyways, <laughs> we'll go to the finale. So the finale was. <laughs> If these people are watching about the finale, you know, they've seen season one, I know. Like, if they haven't seen it, they would have left already by now. So we're just going to go to The finale was meh. (laughs) I don't know. Meh. Meh. I don't know. I don't really know what to say, but do I think it was a good, an ending that made sense, I should say? Yes, I do. I think Tyrion being the hand of the king makes sense. He, that was his position, and to do it in King's Landing, where he literally had his best seasons, I think, was in King's Landing. And, like, the people that are on there, there's no scumbags that are, like, on the uh, the uh, freaking council there with them. Like, he made Braun the master of coin. That's, I mean, people questioning that because Braun shouldn't be handling people's money. But he's uh, he's the master of coin. They got, like, Davos and Brienne and, like... And, like, all these people, they're not going to screw people over. So that's a peaceful council. There's not going to be any scumbags on there. Um, Bran being the king of the seven... He won the Game of Thrones. He is the king of the Iron or the Iron Throne. Even though the Iron Throne is destroyed, as we saw in the finale. Drogon. But by the biggest moment of the whole finale was Jon Snow killed Daenerys Targaryen. That was huge. Bomb dropped. Bomb dropped. 
And, uh, I mean, it was kind of predictable after what happened last episode when she burned down All King's Landing, you know. Like, that was just, that was going to happen. It was just, the problem with this season is that the whole, this is my main issue with the, what happened in Game of Thrones. Right. The first six, and even the seventh was seven episodes, but the first six were ten episodes. They were well-paced, action happened, a lot of twists, all this stuff. It was just it, what made the show so good is that, like, you got into these characters, you knew, you got to know them a little better, you got to know what their motives were, and then you got surprises along the way. People were, the, people are power-driven in that show, and it, they will do whatever they do to get in power in whatever situation they're looking for. But then season seven, which wasn't bad, and it set up for a, a great season eight, which was supposed to be, we waited like two years for this season to come out. And I'm not saying, the CGI and everything, like the picture of it was absolutely awesome. The, they really spent a lot of money to make it look really good. But like, where I have a problem is, is why was it six episodes? The story was so rushed. Like you, like you didn't even know, next thing you know, oh, they're fighting the White Walkers. Oh, next thing they're in King's Landing. And then they're back in there. They're like going, hopping all over the place. And it's like, it's just insane. And like, they killed off. Three of, like, the main characters in, like, less than an episode. And didn't really, like... I'm alright with the way Jamie and Cersei died. I, I mean, I was... I predicted that Jamie would kill Cersei based on, like, stuff that was going on in the books. But that didn't happen. But I, I understand the way they died. That makes sense to me. Um, I would say... Daenerys' death, based on how they set it up, makes sense. But the fact that they rushed her, like, it is there the whole time that she's going to be the Mad Queen. But, like, she, um, they, like, they just rush it in the last season to her being, you know, she's kind of, I mean, yes, all her friends and people close to her died, so that definitely was part of it. And I understand that. But the fact that she would just all of a sudden burn down King's Landing is a little far-fetched. And it's not... I'm okay with her doing that. I just think the season should have been longer. And they should have made it more drawn out than rushing like they did. And don't even get me started on the Night King. I loved that story with the Night King and Jon Snow. And then they just like... There's no backstory on him. He just was this bad dude that wanted to kill everybody. And that was it. They killed him and that was... Arya stabbed him in the back and that was it. And nothing more. I thought there'd be a twist maybe about them coming back maybe for a future sequel or something. Nothing about it. So that was really just disappointing. Um, and then, but I just got to get more so. I talked about Daenerys. I think they kind of screwed her a little bit. But I, like, I'm all right with it, I guess. Tyrion got a good ending. Uh, Bran makes sense just because that guy can, like, see the future now and everything being a three-eyed raven, Paul. A, a raven with three eyes. The Which means you can see the, the past, the, the future, and the present everywhere. Wait, the three-eyed bird, like Larry Bird in Game of Zones? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, he, it makes sense. He's like he's he doesn't want the throne. He he literally can see the future, so he knows if something is going to happen, he's going to know. But like, Jon Snow is where I get a little upset. I mean, so I saw this somewhere. It's like the ending. That, so Jon Snow basically leaves. He, like, gets banished, kind of, because he killed her, which makes no sense, because literally he just killed the person who killed everybody, and he got a... Dr like, Tyrion was the one who did it, and he's fine. He became Hand of the King. Or Hand of the... Yeah, just like that. And Jon Snow... Poor Jon Snow gets banished to the wall. There's not even a Night's Watch anymore. Like, White Walkers are gone. Wildlings are on the good side now. 
what are they going to watch it from fucking bears? Like, I don't, I don't really know. But I do like it's a good ending for Jon Snow. But because Jon Snow is also Aegon Targaryen, it is a terrible ending for Aegon Targaryen. Like, that couldn't even... There, what was the point of that? Like, I love that twist. That Lily made the show and then, you know... They just made Jon Snow be go with the Wildlings, which makes sense for him, Jon Snow's character. He didn't need the power, you know. He he literally, he was never meant to be a king. He's meant to, like, lead, he was meant, the whole thing until the final season was to stop the White Walkers. And once that was completed, he really had no role left, but he kind of liked Daenerys. Then he, he ended up being the one who killed her, which was a big thing. And I don't think he liked that at all. So I think he just deserves a well break. And I'm all right with him going to the Wildlings like that. That's his friends. Those are his people. He can just chill now and do whatever the hell he wants to do. He deserves it after everything he had to go through through eight seasons. And um, and then Drogon, the dragon, is just gone. He just leaves with Daenerys. And then nowhere to be seen. They said they saw him going east or something like that. And, where are the scales? But where I'm okay with it is it made sense. Yes, I thought there should have been a lot more than what happened. But... It made sense, I guess. It was rushed. We all know that. But that's based on what the... I don't know why. HBO wanted 10 seasons. George R. R. Martin wanted 10 seasons. The two D&D, and, D and D, they're calling Dumb and Dumber, literally right now, wanted to do six episodes for some, for some reason. Aaron Rodgers said today, he said, did you see that, Paul? I did see him he going says, off, yeah. He says, that someone's a little busy with the Star Wars movie, and I think got pushed Ooh. Game of Thrones to the side. And Aaron Rodgers died in Game of Thrones. That was kind of cool because I hate Aaron Rodgers. I like to see him get burned alive. But um, sorry, Aaron Rodgers, you were watching this. I don't know. But um, yeah, I was upset about Jamie Lannister dying. Jamie Lannister was my favorite character. And then there was Theon. I noticed, by the way, or no Tyrion. Yeah, Tyrion is good. Tyrion. Nick, I noticed, by the way, you're wearing a brown hoodie, sort of reminiscent of what Bran wore. Yes. <laughs> good good catch. Uh, yeah, you know, I can't get into too depth like Matt just did, but, you know, I... Are you sure? I want to I see the hate like roll through you. Well, I mean, I've only seen the last season. <laughs> I will say, I don't... I did not hate the finale. I liked the finale. I just wish that it, it. I just wish it could have been better. But what I'm not getting too down on it also is because they literally set up for like three sequels that could possibly happen. Apparently, there's like five shows in the works. I don't know if all of them are going to be made, but they're definitely doing a prequel. So that'll be it'll answer some questions based on the past and stuff like that. Be interesting to see what was true that these people in this show always believed and if it was a lie like how Jon Snow was Ned Stark was his loyal guy when he really wasn't a little bit back in the day so it'll be interesting to see what actually do they believe in the Game of Thrones show that actually was true and what wasn't true so that'll be cool I'm excited for that and I guess it's happening like real soon like next year but um yeah I'm excited there will be more Game of Thrones which is cool to know yeah nice show Try to wrap that as quick as I possibly could. I could have definitely talked a lot more. You know, it's about the, the time we told our viewers to come back. What? They said that last spoiler at the last second. I turned it back on. Daenerys died. <gasps> what about the dragon? Where are his scales? Yeah, where are the scales? <laughs> no idea where that dragon is, but we do know where Brooks Kepka is, and he is definitely oh. at the mini bar. What a transition from Nick. 
Excellent transition. Yes. Yeah, but Brooks Kepa going wire to wire at Bethpage, man, on Sunday. Nice job, man. Yeah, good job. Good job. Sunday was a bit of a Glad hectic. It seemed like a hectic round because they knew, like, the weather was coming in. And you had a lot of funky, like, golf going on. Um, we had a hole-in-one occur. Um, I'm not going to pr- not try and pronounce the guy's name. Who, I don't even know who was. Who hit it. It was... Uh, it wasn't Jazz, was it? No, I think it's pronounced Beauregard or something like that, but it's like not even like spelled like Beauregard. Is he a young Swedish guy? Yeah. Oh, Borjorn or something like that? Yeah, like, yeah I don't know. He's not bad. He's I've young. heard like literally three different pronunciations on he's that young. guy's name. He's actually going to be pretty good, I think. But, um... Yeah, anyway, Brooke... Like, overall, like, you have to take... I mean, obviously you have to place on it into the equation... And even though he won and everything, but like that was still a really solid round of golf, obviously, out of Brooks going windy. wire to wire. Got windy too. Um distance were not good. No, yeah. Sunday, like I was saying, like it, it was such a weird round because uh the storm system that came through here and we didn't get hit particularly too bad. I know people people thought a tornado touched down in Syracuse when it didn't. It wasn't even close. It was just for the people that don't know, that what what the picture circulating on Facebook is called a wall cloud. Um, you'll know it's a tornado when the clouds are moving in a circular fashion and dropping down from the sky. Um, the that was a wall cloud. Um, anyway, but that same round of storms was coming through. Um, the southern portion of that storm cut through the northern part of Pennsylvania. It was coming towards Bethpage where... It is located, and you could kind of tell, especially I felt like the final three holes uh, for Brooks, and he was paired with Harold Varner, who poor guy. I felt bad first poor off. Guy. First off, like I was stunned because I first heard about him actually a few weeks ago um, because a bunch of NASCAR drivers played in the pro am down in North Carolina, um, the Wells Fargo, whatever it is. I forget the name of it off the top of my head the tournament itself but the day before it starts they have a program at it and Harold Varner was paired with like Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson I think Stenhouse or something like that so I actually heard about them because they did a podcast together afterwards so I heard I've heard about Harold Varner before I'm like all right like this guy's like good I felt like oh my god like I feel terrible for this guy it was just a second made cut and five major starts He just he, got his PGA card, I think, like... What, like in 86? Yeah, he uh, sh- his... <laughs> well, he, he buried the first hole, and then Kepka bogeyed the first hole, so he gained two strokes on him. And you're, like, Far- thinking, oh, okay. And then it just went all downhill. I think it had two I doubles. I at, like, plus nine. Varner ended up for the final round at plus 11. Oh, my God. What was he, he at, minus five or something to he, start? Yeah, he was at minus five to start because he finished at plus six. God, that's like me golfing it. Yeah, that's, that's some Paul Russo type <laughs> shit right that's, there. That's that. He's a typical guy you see in the final group, and then all of a sudden you see him at 18. Oh, how'd he end up? Terrible. And, uh, yeah, there was a bunch of guys at 500 going into that last round, and you really just, like, you're looking at the guys like Luke List. Mm-hmm. Harold Bernard the third, Jazz Johnson. <laughs> I like Jazz. Oh, he's cool dude. But uh, yeah, Dustin was the only guy you could ever think yeah. was even going to make a move, and he did. He was the only one. Like Dustin played, Dustin played really good. But like that course was just that hard, and Brooks Koepka just had such that big of a lead that mm-hmm. like 
he was it was you were, it was going to be very hard to catch him and it showed you in the end like Dustin Johnson I know he bogeyed those last few holes if he didn't bogey him he had a chance but people are going to bogey holes in that course it's just that hard that day yeah I was about to say that especially the conditions on Sunday I don't think yeah. exactly like I said like you could tell that there was clearly weather coming in like yeah. the wind was clearly picking yeah. up yeah you're asking him um, to play like unreal yeah. golf to win that thing and that's just he's just too far behind plus especially on the back now when you realize like I know I jokingly put in the group like uh oh Brooks but like, like, and Harold Varner has spoken out against the fans in a big way. Like how they were going after Brooks, I think it was from like whole like fourteen through sixteen or something like that. They were like, room for They him. were like, no, like they were yelling like choke, like, like audibly wow. loud enough like that you could pick it up on the microphones. Apparently, like choke and this like everything like that. Well, I heard like holes six six through twelve or something, seven through twelve or something. Like shot like. Plus five hundred on the weekend. Yeah, it was, that was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, speaking of bad, um, bad, I the guy I picked, Bryson DeChambeau, didn't even make the cut. I don't That's think I picked Dustin. I don't think and Xander. My my you picked Zach and I picked yeah my Keegan my, and my dark horse didn't even Brooks. make it either. Keegan made the cut. I think Bryson DeChambeau out of the six of them was. Cold. I did not pick Xander. I picked Stenson. He did pick. Horse. I think he did pick Stenson as his um, dark horse. Yeah, he didn't do too hot. Well, Keegan made the cut. Who you were picking on? And uh, I picked Brooks, which is basically Brooks for the field nowadays. It feels like. And how about we talk about a little Tiger? Yeah, Tiger did not do could exceptionally well. Of course, obviously it's too tough. But uh. Yeah, he just I didn't realize so even short. that the rivalry that we needed in golf was Tiger versus John Daly, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean Brooks definitely got his revenge against Tiger from the Masters. That's yeah. for sure. He beat him by 17 strokes right in front of him the first two days, and then he goes out and dominates the tournament and wins it. While Tiger doesn't even play on the weekend, and I, I think it's all right for Tiger. You know, I hate to be the Tiger hater, but I'm gonna be the Tiger hater like I am. <laughs> God. So you are a Tiger hater. People people <laughs> got so high in that Masters win that they're saying, "You, what's the chance that Tiger wins two more this year, two more majors? Yeah, but can, he's you, blame, back. can you blame people, though? You know what I mean? He's black. He's black. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> did not mean to say that. Whoa. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Don't worry, we'll cut it out. <laughs> no, we aren't. We're keeping that in there. That's how we're going to get famous. <laughs> but uh, Let's well, carry <laughs> us to the promised land. <laughs> well, this episode just got language. But uh, Oh, as if it didn't already. <laughs> but what I was going to say was uh, Tiger... Is go- if he's going to win a major, it is going to be the Masters because he has played that course so many times in his life. He is not going well, to win these tough-ass courses. Well, I was about to say, I think a lot of people, too, were pointing at, obviously, his success at Pebble Beach coming up yeah, for, so know, he's, for the that US one, Open as well. So. Yeah, but like that course is extremely difficult, yeah. and Tiger Woods is not going to win those majors anymore. He's just older. He's just not as good as some of these long ball hitters. He hasn't, he hasn't played. He hadn't played since the Masters either. So. Yeah, like right there is exactly yeah. he. People, all these people that were betting him, like I was, would been absolutely. I know was stunned for him win the Masters, but like at least he's been in that one before and stuff. Yeah. I would have been absolutely shocked if he won the PGA Championship on that course. 
Because that course was extremely hard. Yeah. Especially, obviously, Saturday and Sunday, clearly. Yeah, so. exactly. Anything else, Nick? Uh, I, you look kind of looked eager over there, so. Yeah, it's just Brooks now holds the last two PGA championships and now holds the last two U.S. Opens. Go for the three-peat. He missed June. the Masters that one year, so he's won four majors in the last eight major starts. It's just an unbelievable. Five, he can go for five in 24 calendar months next month. That's crazy. Yes, yes. We are definitely used to seeing his girlfriend at the end of the contest. He's always Man, what a What a bold strategy on his part, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why? No, like not kissing her before. Oh the yeah, 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 so yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. That's just a bold like. I didn't. Even, I, you know, that's I just a bold. That that's just a bold too, like life so strategy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Let me just point out another reason why Ricky Fowler is the best sports athlete in the whole game. Oh, I know. There he was again about. at the end. I was about to say, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Every tournament, you see that guy high five and congratulating the winner. Yeah. What? Who? If someone out there, I'm sorry, hates Ricky Fowler. There is something wrong with you because he is the nicest person. Nick, Nick is like on skates right now. I'm just when Ricky Fowler does win a major, I want every freaking golfer in the world to be there to congratulate they him. Stay there and wish that guy congratulations because that he is there. Don't matter who the person is, he's there congratulating him. And I just yeah. I don't know what the vibe is around Bruce Kepka. You know. When he got injured, supposedly only three golfers ever even reached out to him. Allegedly. And that was Dustin, obviously, Phil, and Bubba. And two of them are lefties. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Coincidence? And Dustin Johnson's his best friend. It's just Kepka, man. He just keeps to himself, man. You know, he's the real deal. Is this a moment for spooky ghosts? Spooky ghost. <laughs> he's the real deal. Like... He already passed Spieth. He tied Rory. He's one off on Phil. Yeah, he's 11 off on Tiger and 14 off on Jack. But how many majors? I know it's early. How many majors are we thinking out of Brooks? Well, I mean, I don't I don't know if I want to be that guy, but we were all were saying the same thing about Spieth a few years ago and he's yeah, we, we definitely were. Not not that he had not that he's like Tailed off, per and se. And I'm pretty but. sure if we were talking golf back in the day, I bet you we were talking about when Rory was winning a bunch of majors, too. Yeah. When he won four quick like that. And we're going to bring up Lee Westwood. Oh, he'll win one, one of these years. You know, he's been so close so many times. Ernie Els. Ernie Els. Ernie Els won one, though. Jim Furyk. Jim Furyk's never won. But Jim Furyk's never won. Ernie Els has won, right? I, yes. I think won. he does have yeah, one. He's got four. I think he won a British Open, didn't he? Yes, I think he's got four. Yeah, I thought it was at least two we had. Fresh takes bring you the hardest-hitting golf analyst in the world. It's just like there's these guys. It's nice to have one, at least. But then there's guys like Ricky Fowler. Still don't have one. He's been around now. He's not old. He's not that old. Why are you trying to come at me right now, man? <laughs> you know, it's just, come on. Come on. There are those guys that have one, like Rose and Johnson and Day. and Ustazen. How does Rose only have one? I know. I That's a good point. Dad, I was yeah. telling my Justin dad Rose is probably the best European golfer out there right now. I think he's a talent. How dare you sideswipe Louis Oosthuizen like that? Like Justin Rose is very good. I love good. Louis, but come on. Once in a while he shows Justin up. Rose is very I'm good. I'm going to say he's a talent. How the hell did he win one? Who? <laughs> oh. Padraig Harrington. <laughs> he's won three, I think. I think it's two. He won two in a row. 
That was that's actually my favorite golf before Kepka. So, you know, bandwagon. How about that? Yeah, I, you know I'm it a fan. Oh, everyone loves Golden State, but here I am root for Kepka. I've been a fan since oh, his first U.S. Open, so he's won three since I've been a fan. So, likely story. We have him on skates. Whatever. You've been a fan ever since of Dustin when he put his club in the bunker. They didn't win. I felt bad for the guy. <laughs> I was what? If we want to feel bad for someone, how about we feel bad for the Portland Trailblazers? There you go. Well, I was going to say, speaking of skates, we're a segment oh, yeah. ahead of that. But, yes, no, I, we did have NBA Next up on deck. So, that in mind, if I can, there we go. Did you think the Trailblazers would win the series? Part of me, I thought, yeah. Only, be, only because, well, hold on. No, I, you got the time. Only, the because, only because I figured the losing Durant would... Honestly, have more of an effect than it clearly did. <laughs> I mean, not not to make it sound like it, I mean they've done it before, obviously without Durant. But I kind of figured a team kind of like Portland, who has been riding this hot hand, um, would they would need obviously that help. Also, I don't think any of us anticipated Damian Lillard being that off pretty much all yeah, series yeah. either. Clay Thompson shut him down. Yeah. So I mean. It, it kind of is what it is, I guess, in that regard. I mean, not not to play not to play too much into more of like the the brother battle, but like I'm not I'm not really too sure of what other headlines you can really draw out of that, that series. I just love that Steph wins battle over Seth. Like that was the big headline. Yeah. But like, well, think about it though. That series, like that, was pretty yeah, much the huh? big headline. Out of I it. love when Steph said, outside of maybe Iguodala like running up and down like the freaking tunnel like an idiot. <laughs> I love what Steph said. We knew one of us was going to win. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> we knew it was going to be Steph. <laughs> I'm stunned. I'm stunned that one of the brothers would have won that series. And now Golden State is going to be well-rested. If you think they're going to lose in the finals, you are crazy. Paul? But <laughs> Do you think well, they're losing in the finals? It's a victory the freak. <laughs> it, well, yeah, I mean, I think Milwaukee. I think he's picking the Bucks in the finals. The Bucks have to get there first at this point. They're down. They're down by 17. Do you see that? Oh, well, 18 now. They're down 18 right now to the Raptors. Do you see that stat about the Warriors, though? I'm going to bring in my lonely Knicks. But, uh, no, no, no. Continue. Yep. Golden State in the last five seasons they've gone off titles now has played 397 total games. The Knicks have played, drumroll, 126 games in the last five years. Covered their 397 games. Huh? That doesn't make any mathematical sense. Yeah, how is that possible? They play 82 games in a season. Or uh, 108 oh, playoff. Or uh, what the hell was it? I got it. One oh, second. Okay. I'm going to look right. this we'll, up. We'll, co- we'll come back. You're to right. Me. That doesn't make any we'll sense. We'll go back to me and Nick here for a second so we can discuss the finer yeah. things. The normal a- ones. A.K.A. the Bucks <laughs> and Raptors series while Matt pulls up the fun fact. So, you know, Nick, you're, you are a um, – we'll call it the uh, – Knicks fan? Well, no, no, no. You're, you're, you're rooting for the Raptors. Yes, in this yes, series. that's right. I was I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of the right word. I'm a big Raptors guy. You know, yeah, you know. I, I, I not I've to call it a bandwagon, way. but you know, you're over there for the playoff run for them. I, you know? I am. I, I just like Toronto. You know, I feel bad. They're up. They're, they're up by final. twenty right now, with over eight minutes to go in the game. One. So. I was a big Demar Derozan 
Adonis. Lamar DeRozan. When they put those guys in the dunk contest, they try to make a name. Ooh, when he was in the dunk contest, he made my name out of him. I liked him. I think he won. Made, I think he, he made won. a name for himself. You're yeah, I, I followed him ever since that dunk contest. Was, I think he might have been a rookie. And uh, I don't remember what UFC, but him and OJ Mayo. But yeah, I've been following the team, and then he left. And I kind of like Kawhi, so I stuck with him. <laughs> Kawhi. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Kawhi, what are your thoughts going into game three? Uh, we're going to Toronto. <laughs> he's, he's weird, dude, but the man can ball. Um, ball in the new balances. Would be nice to see him get their 10th playoff win. That would tie their best franchise best. They did that against your Heat. It's true. It's true. But the Heat end up winning the final two games in that series. Can confirm. To move on. Oh, I just said it wrong. Oh, here we go. We it's got wins. We, we'll go it's back. 126 wins to 397 wins. Not games played. Yikes. <laughs> Quick little error. I, I, I knew that's, that's like. I don't think that's a little error. <laughs> yeah, that's a big error. Anyway, back to, <laughs> back to Nick and his Raptors. Yeah, so uh, I would. I am. And it's weird. You know, I'm in a weird situation. So the Bucks have my two, one of my two favorite Notre Dame basketball players. Oh, that's right. I forgot Pat Connaughton's out Pat there. Pat Connaughton's on the Bucks, and Bonzi Colson doesn't play, but he's also part of the Bucks. Wait a second. What? Yes. Yes, he's part of the Bucks. Is that breaking news? Uh, it's a few months old. He was on the Cavs to start the season, but he's part of the Bucks. But Pat Connaughton actually gets good minutes on the team. He he's does. Good balling. He's actually having a rough game today. Nine minutes, no points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to see him playing because a lot of people, a lot of people probably don't remember this 2015 Notre Dame team. But uh, Jaron right. Grant, Jaron Grant was the star of the team. Pat Connaughton was the best player of the team. Always remember that he was the heart and soul of the team. He's one of my favorite players of all time, and it sucks. But I don't know why. I just want to root for Toronto. Maybe because just to make the league different. I don't know. But, yeah, go Toronto. I still think they can win this series because I think they have the best player in this series. Wow. <laughs> I, you, I wow. said it. I mean, I, you could disagree with me, but you I could am. also I will disagree with, with you. Yes. I will disagree they with you. They have Pascal Siakam. <laughs> They have Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's Serge the best Ibaka. Huh? You forgot about Serge Ibaka. He can guard anyone. But LeBron. Except LeBron. Kawhi Leonard's better just because he's got way more experience than the, the Greek Freak. The, the, right now in playoffs, overall better. skill-wise, I think the Greek Freak will be better. But right now, it's just not the same. Better now. I've heard some more good words in there, Paul. Better now. What do you think? What do That's I a song by Post Malone, by the way. That is true. You like that song or something? You trying to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, the Greek, me look, the Greek freak. He's had a rough couple of games here in Toronto. You know, he's airballed a couple free throws. He's fouled out, but uh, he's got Drake on him for whatever the reason. Thing with the Greek freak is he needs a jump shot. He just does not have one right now. That's true. He, but he's so athletic. He doesn't really need one, but he still should have one. I think Mario Zonia is better than the Greek Freak. Excuse me? But in a fight, Mario Zonia is going to kick his ass. Who do you think can outdrink the other then? You're so high and you can outdrink Durant. Oh, I can out- definitely outdrink Durant. I'm 100% going the horse that does horse things. But 
The Grief Free is better than Hazonia, but Hazonia, I mean, Grief Free better watch his, watch his, watch himself if he ever messes with Mario Hazonia of the New York Knicks again. But back to Paul. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, Nick. Yeah, I, I mean, you guys brought up really great points, I feel like. Obviously, Kawhi's. <laughs> Thank you. Kawhi's playing extremely well. Um, yeah, you can't argue. They're both playing good. No, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I missed DeMar. It is what it is, I guess. Long term. They got taken away by the trade raptor. That's by the tra- with a first round pick and Jake Podel. Hey, <laughs> DeMar. <laughs> you guys and your inside jokes. Watch, Watch Game, Game of Zones. Zones. <laughs> it is funny. Corver Bird. <laughs> if you like Pozingas and the the three the three ducks, then you'll like <laughs> Game of Zones. I'm from his hometown. It's got to count, right? <laughs> it's on Bleacher Report. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Bleacher Report. But you can get on YouTube anyway. Let's do a seamless transition over to some breaking news. Um, well, oh, I saw that. Yeah. You know. Well, we have the Bruins. They have swept the Hurricanes, aka the bunch of jerks. And it is official. I just got the update on my phone. The NHL website has updated. And we have the St. Louis Blues taking on the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup final. Wow. In the end, the Sharks' health kind of came back and bit them in the ass, as well as the refs not giving them the calls they needed. Yikes. Did you see that one, man? This is going to be a fun... Aren't the Sharks a team that played Vegas? Yes. It, it was coming for them. Oh, Nick. Vegas forever. Wow. Nick with some vengeance over there. <laughs> yes. Screw San Jose. Wow. Back to ball. Okay. Interesting uh, takes by Nick. I'm, I'm not too sure where that came from. Anyway, this is going to be Vegas once. This is going to be a fun uh, Stanley Cup final matchup. Now, Boston and St. Louis, they they play a little bit of a similar style. Um you know, maybe not as speedy as a lot of people think, but I think um, St. Louis has a bit of an edge, in my opinion, speed-wise. Um, love of God. I don't even have anything against the Bruins, but just don't Yeah, yeah anyone but Boston, Boston for the love of all things holy. God. I saw somebody tweet the other day. It was like, it's been 104 days since we won a title. I'm like, go shove it up your freaking ass, man. Like, God. come on. But like I said last podcast, I think. And I'll say it on the next podcast. And this podcast. I will be rooting for the Boston Bruins here. Yes, 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 yes. I will be rooting for the Boston Bruins because the the Boston team I hate the most is the Boston Celtics. And if Boston Celtics are the only team in Boston to not have a championship, oh, it will feel so awesome. You know what Boston fans will say? Oh, we still won the Bruins one. I don't care. I don't care as a big diehard Knicks fan if the Celtics are the only team in Boston, greatest winning city in sports right now, to not have a championship. Be awesome. I'd be alive if I didn't say I think your takes are getting weirder by the second with Boston. Like, not even the Patriots? Oh. Well, I'm not a Jets guy. But, but, okay. (laughs) Also, I had Josh Gordon on my fantasy team. Yeah, and he lasted, he lasted the whole season of that team. <laughs> and Tom Brady too, but uh No, I don't really hate the Patriots because they just win. It's like it's like the same with Golden State Warriors. It's like I hate them, but they just win. Deflate gate, uh, Spygate. Spygate. Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Man, that team's so cool. Good for them. Oh, but 
I'll even ask you guys this. I'll even ask you guys this right now. You guys hate the Patriots for the past, right? Brady kissing kids. I mean, I you hate the a, Patriots. I wouldn't say it's with a passion. I mean, if I'm if I'm picking a team in the NHL, I hate it with a passion. Who are you rooting for if it's Cowboys Patriots? Oh, Patriots. Well, that's different though. You're, you're who are you rooting for? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Who are you rooting for? Easy, easy, easy. You, you just literally lit up the board. <laughs> who are you rooting for? Stop. Patriots. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's asked right. the wrong person. <laughs> You asked the Redskin that's fan right. that question. Like, of course I'm going to root for the Patriots on that one. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's easy, but that, that doesn't mean I don't like the Patriots. I like the Patriots. It just means that the Cowboys are the worst. They're like the New York freaking Yankees of sports. Hi. <laughs> but actually, at least the Yankees are like, they win. The Cowboys don't do anything. And they're still talked about. ESPN, they're one of ESPN's like teams. ESPN likes the Cowboys, the Yankees, and uh, the Lakers. And Tiger Woods. And Tiger Woods. Those are their. Those are who they like. Those are their teams. That's their golfer. Uh, who's the favorite NASCAR driver? You think? I don't think they got one they anymore. They probably still think Jeff Gordon rides. No. Yeah. You're right. Let's get back on track a little bit here for the first. Yeah, what, what topic are we on right now? Hockey. Oh, hockey. Hockey. Um, yeah, I. I think. <laughs> I think you said last week that the Bruins would sweep, right, Nick? I, and I said I think everyone had a collective outside of I think you like Carolina and the game still went final game three went final when we were yeah. here, and you said it would go still go five. Well, yeah, I think everybody thought Carolina would still get at least one game, and they didn't. So, you know, you gotta give a tip of the cap to Carolina. They definitely made it, I think further than most analysts thought they would. So, tip of the cap to them. Now, um, let's see, it is the Blues. The Blues would be the. What see the Bruins four. The Blues would be uh, the Bruins third. Two. The Bruins would be the th- or the Blues would be the third seed in the Central side of the bracket, which would probably put that. I think that would put them at like five or six overall. I think based on record. So the Bruins were a two seed in their division. Yeah, they would have been actually the straight up two seed out east though. So. Yeah. Now, I just want to ask you this, Paul. I know you're still in your middle of your take. No, go ahead. I wasn't I wasn't taking I was giving stats on that one. If the Blues win this Stanley Cup, is St. Louis a hockey town? Big big No, I'm gonna say no. Now how many championships does it take for them to become a hockey town? Probably somewhere in the th- 14-ish range so they can leap the Cardinals. You've been waiting a while. 13 years in a row. Paul's uh, like, well, you know, you know the, thing the thing about the Blues is it's not like they... I mean, obviously, they're based on the titles, and yes, they haven't been successful. Yeah, but, got but they're very consistent over through the years. This isn't their first Stanley Cup final by any means that they've played in. So, um Fair. I you know St. St. Louis I think will be a predominantly a baseball town for as long as we live I think. Well, I um, hope that town burns to the. Ground. I mean they're good they're good overall sports town, but you know that I hope burns to the ground. Interesting strategy. Get Darius. She'll burn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So by the time we get back to the podcast next week, the finals will have started. They're. When do they the, start? The NHL? I think they're dropping the puck on Memorial Day. I could be wrong. Oh, I think you're right. But that. either way, game one I know for sure will be played by the time we come back around. When's so. the NBA Finals start? July 4th? 
<laughs> May 30th. Yeah, they actually I start think. in May. Believe that. Yeah, May 30th or 31st, something like that. So, um, Matt, we'll go to you first. Uh, predictions in the Stanley Cup final. Well, that's what we do with Stanley Cup. Um, God, this is more of a want than more of what I think. That's, a, that's all right. But what I want and I also think are, could be the same thing. And I'm going to go the St. Louis Blues win in six games. Three mm-hmm. to two. All right. Next. That's fair. Yeah. Bruins in seven. Damn you for taking my exact one. Um, Who's at home field? I think it's the Bruins that have it. And it's home ice. Home ice. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's the Bruins that have it. Rugby. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I will go Bruins in seven as well. Uh, this Blues team will give them a run for their money. They play very similar styles, so we got Blues in six and two Bruins in seven. So let the fun begin. There really is nothing. Playoff, I can't see playoff, it a sweep or anything. No, yeah. If it's a sweep, it will be a bit not depressing, but it certainly will put a damper on what's been a really awesome playoff so far in the NHL. Yeah. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Better than the NBA. Yeah. Let's shift gears and discuss our final topic for the night. Start your engines. Yeah, so Sunday, um, for people like me out there, it's kind of like one of the bigger days of the motorsport year. We have our big three, our triple header, um, Formula One. Um, they race, for those of you who don't know, they race on an international scale. They have their probably their most famous Grand Prix um, Globally, uh, the Monaco Grand Prix. Stop though. Who's the one who just passed away in the? Uh, oh, that's Nicky Lauda, F1, former F1, three-time champion. Over, uh, he is in the movie, not in the movie. His championship battle with James Hunt how in nineteen seventy-six. Pass. Uh, they didn't release anything official. He had been on dialysis the past few months after his surgery, so, so just like, uh, if, if I'm going to recklessly speculate, I'll assume probably kidney slash organ failure. Um, 70 years old. He, I'll be honest, he should have been dead in 1976. He had a, uh, if you want, Google, or go on YouTube for the crash itself, and then just Google search an image of him post-1976. Uh, he was in a very bad crash in the German Grand Prix. Um, car burst in the flames. He probably would have been fine had a not another car come along and hit the car that after it wrecked. No, um, actually, <laughs> this guy was a nut. He, his nickname was um, The Rat. Um, he had an interesting face already before. Uh, but after that wreck, he had third-degree burns on his face and hands. Um, at one, He had... Um, I'm going to probably butcher this in a way. He had his lungs were charred from the fumes from the fire mm-hmm. at one point in the hospital he was given his last rites um he then came back six weeks after the wreck and raced finished one point shy of the championship that year mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nuts if you want to get a good overview of that just the movie russia came out in 2013 great movie uh, i recommend watching that but yeah i mean this was a guy he won a championship in 75 Won it again in '77, retired after the 1979 se- or no, yeah, 1979 season. He retired when he got lured back into the sport by McLaren, um, and then won a championship in '84 
and retired in 85 uh, permanently. After that, he was actually a very successful businessman, owned a very successful uh, commercial flight business, and had been uh, part of the Mercedes factory team in F1 that owns uh, the cars driven by Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas. So, yeah, big, uh, big uh, heartache heading into their most famous, you know, race of the year. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, racing doesn't have a, uh, you know, a time to stop really. So, yeah. Um, then from Monaco, racing on the streets in Monaco, um, Indianapolis, the Indy 500. Um, that's the only race that we have information to give you in regards to the race itself. Simon Pagano for Team Penske um, becomes the first driver from France to win the pole for the Indy 500. He'll be joined on the front row by Americans Ed Carpenter and Spencer Piggott, uh, both driving for Ed Carpenter Racing. Um, perhaps the biggest headline out of the Indy 500 so far, two-time Formula 1 champion, Fernando Alonso bumped from the field on bump day on Sunday, got out-qualified by Sage Karam, James Hinchcliffe, and Kyle Kaiser into the final uh, row for the field. Nick's got a question. Nick, what do you got for us? Is Alexander Rossi and Connor Daly racing? They both are. Alexander Rossi will be starting 9th and starting 11th, Connor Daly. Uh, both driving Andretti Autosports cars. Who has a better chances to win on Sunday? You know, honestly, obviously out Rossi. Oh, those two, yeah. Rossi. Uh, but Daly's got a fast car. He uh, he led um, practice. I think it was last Thursday. He had the fastest time. So they got fast cars. I mean, they're both got the same equipment. Be interesting there. And then NASCAR has the longest race in North America by mileage, six hundred miles for the Coke six hundred. Uh, that concludes the day um, on Sunday for the racing. Um, starts at 9 a.m. on uh, ESPN if you want to start watching on Monaco for the F- for the Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, Indy 500 noon on NBC, and then I believe it's six o'clock on Fox for the Coke 600. So it's a full pack day racing a off night one race. night race on a Sunday on a Sunday because Memorial Day is obviously Monday. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you some uh, picks if you want them, for those who care. Uh, we'll start in Monaco, obviously. Uh, Mercedes has dominated this year, uh, but Monaco is a track where power doesn't necessarily matter. Aerodynamics don't exactly matter either. It's the shortest race of the year, shortest track of the year. Uh, it comes down to being a very good technical driver. Um, that in mind, I think you might see an upset victory in a way uh despite him driving for ferrari i think uh, we will see sean leclerc get his first victory in f1 uh driving what is effectively the b car in the ferrari stable because of the way they do team orders um i would be on the lookout for daniel ricciardo um he's with renault this year after leaving red bull uh this is one of renault's i mean it's not their true home race anymore since france has a grand prix again but this is Danny's Danny Ricardo's best track. Uh, certainly a track, like I said, where power and you know aerodynamics don't necessarily matter. It comes down to technical and how good you are a driver. Not saying he wins, but he th- this will probably be a track where he'll get his first podium for Renault this year. 
Uh, Indy, you know, this is going to be a fun race. It's, it literally is, I think, the greatest spectacle in racing. Um, these guys are nuts. Who's kissing the bricks? Kissing the bricks. I'm going to go with... Um, it kind of pains me to say this only because I'm not big on Team Penske in the IndyCar side. But I will go with American Joseph Newgarden. He is starting eighth. I think he'll get it done uh, there. My dark horse, um, honestly, I'm going to go with Marco Andretti. Call me crazy if you know, obviously, those people who follow uh, IndyCar know. He hasn't been very successful the past few years. Um, but I think this um, he's got a really good car underneath him this year. Shown some speed, uh, especially in long run type stuff. So he's going to be a bad dark horse there, I think. Um, also, fun fact in the field, Stanford adjunct professor J.R. Hildebrand is in the field. Um, guys, coming to come on a what? Yeah, he's a Stanford professor. Wow. Uh, he raced. He's raced like three full IndyCar seasons, but has been part time the past few years. So, uh, fun cool. fact there. And then obviously, much like Monaco NASCAR, we don't have anything just yet. They haven't practiced yet for Sunday. Um, that's probably the most. Not to say, I, I think challenging wise, I think IndyCar. Uh, the Indy 500 is up there. Um, what makes the Coke 600 challenging is obviously the length of it, but you start in the daytime and you end in the night, which means I think more comes on to the crew side of it than probably the other two, at least in terms of in-race stuff. Um, you know, like I said, it's go, the Coke 600 is always tough. You tend to have four really good cars the whole race. And it tends to be whoever's that last one that rises to the top is the one who wins. Um, I'm go go Kyle Busch. I think will win the Coke 600. Um, you know, but what? Like I said, it's hard to really get a good beat on what will happen. Dark horse wise, I'm gonna go Clint Boyer. Showing some good speed so far in the mile and a half tracks this year, so that's where I'm gonna go with that. I know you guys are shaking your heads. I think I know who you guys are going. You know, maybe say what drivers you want because I know what Nick always says pretty much. So. Is J.J. Ely running? No, he is not. Then it's Kevin Harvick, Paul. Wow. Kevin Harvick in the Bush car. Although I think it might be Jimmy Johns this week. I'm not too sure. I don't sure. care if he was in the Chip, Chip Ahoy car, Paul. He's winning on Sunday. All right. Scott Speed still around, Paul? My boy? He races, I think, in World Rally Cross still. Never never got it done. Nope. Nope. One of these years. And I'm picking <laughs> up this one. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, let's go. Mark Truex gets it done this week. All right, that's actually a pretty solid pick. He won it a couple of years ago uh, when he won it last. Matt, do you know how many? So the Coke 600 is 400 laps. Yep. How, do you know how many laps he led when he won the Coke 600 in 2016? I'm gonna go with five. Okay, Nick, do you have a guess? You want me to guess out of 400 choices? 400. It was 392 laps he led out so of 400. I think it was one of those things he just popped up at the end. No, no, that's the most laps and most distance ever led in an NASCAR race in history. Yeah, he's winning it. That's a good pick, Matt. Good <laughs> it pick. is a good pick. So, I told you it was a good but pick. But I, uh, I won the game. What game did you win? What game? I was closer. Game of Thrones. Four hundred five. Yeah, but you went over. If we're going by if we're going by the proper way, you went over. That means Matt won. It's like it's like on uh, 
on uh, yeah, The Price is Right. He said 400. He went over. Jay, you lost, man. So you can't go over. Can't go, can't go over. Yeah, it's right. like The Price is Right. End the show. End the show. All right, <laughs> if you insist, we'll end the show then. Uh, as, as always, we thank everyone for watching and tuning in. No um, Matt, thanks again for joining us this week. We'll get Always you on again soon. Yep. Well-earned vacation. <laughs> Well-earned vacation time back out west. <laughs> yep. Got to go see the family. Nick, uh, who are you uh, shouting out this week? Well, Paul, I just want to say F1 Race Stars. That's video game. Oh, that's a fun game. That's video game of all time. Does EA Sports make a comeback, Paul? You never know. This is like the 40-something episode and like the f- close to 50 shout-outs. And this is going to be the first shout-out. I don't even know the kid's name. So I was driving the other day. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told me about the, that. Down right? the bridge. I don't know what the bridge is called, but it's the one main one. Ovid, they say Ovid Street Bridge. Ovid Street Bridge. It's these kids. You said maybe the lacrosse team. They have these. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it wasn't the baseball team. They so have I'm guessing it's probably signs, yelling, Come on, car wash, car wash, car wash. And then he, he notices who I am, you know. Big time. Big time around here. He knows who I am. I drive by. He's like, I watch your podcast. I watch your podcast. <laughs> I didn't give him money for the car wash, but I gave him a thumbs up. And I'm going to shout out that kid. Hopefully he's watching. He's going to make that kid. <laughs> I know. Day, you just made a kid's night. How old are we talking? I mean, I didn't probably know our, ta- our audience. High school. So probably our 14, target 18. audience was 15 and 16. You know, I thought it was at least 25. But... <laughs> You know, you guys are like more Nickelodeon on. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're sorry about the language once in a while, kids. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, look what Logan Paul did. What's his name? Let's not talk about <laughs> him. Let's not go there. That's it for the show, kids. All Shout right. out that kid. Yeah, as always, uh, thanks for tuning in. Good luck in. this season lacrosse. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all the fun stuff. And uh, we will catch you next week on the Fresh Takes Podcast. <laughs>